Yeah. We're back, we're back. What's going on, you think? Man, like, that yeah. guy was actually crazy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do if someone just stabs you? Yeah, the win should be a byproduct of me having my best performance. Hey everybody, I'm very excited to introduce today's guest, martial artist and Queenstowner Rob Horrocks, aka Roberto L. Herto. Rob has won multiple British and European titles, NZ Pro titles at 68kgs and 64kgs, giving him the champ champ status. His record is 25 fights, 21 wins and 11 KOs. This episode with Rob will give an insight into the mindset of a fighter. Enjoy. I'm new to this as well and I'm nervous if that makes you feel any more comfortable (laughs) (laughs) a little bit (laughs) I think it's amazing like someone like you as a fighter you go into a ring and face down someone which is coming at you with violence and you feel comfortable in that situation but sitting down here with a microphone makes you feel scared (laughs) it sounds crazy doesn't it it does man but you know I practice violence. I don't practice sitting down with yeah, my phone. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> You've made that your comfort zone, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. That's it. It's uncomfortable, for sure, when someone's trying to beat you up. But I recognise that feeling, you know. And I know my own process of how I can relax in that scenario or whatever, you know. And you've been in difficult situations in the ring before and you know you've come through them. So that yeah. maybe gives you confidence, I guess. Yeah, all, all evidence points to I'm going to be all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas I've not got much evidence to go off with the microphone, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. Fine. I mean, it's the same for me and that's why this is exciting for me. It's a um, creative endeavour and because I'm a little bit nervous and whatnot, it's kind of what makes it exciting too. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, as I said, it's a community podcast and it's also supposed to be inspiring. So which you just sort of, I think we'll do it in two parts. One is your career as a fighter and the other is your work within the community through industrial fitness. So maybe we'll kick off with the fighting thing and if you can just tell us a bit about how it started and your journey, I suppose, as a fighter. To, to start with, anyway, both my older brothers have done Muay Thai before me, you know, yeah. so that, that's obviously like a big inspiring thing with your older brothers, like whatever they do, you want to do, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, originally I really wanted to do boxing, like they both did Muay Thai, my oldest brother, he did, I don't think he ever fought, but he just like went, went and trained and stuff like that. My older brother, he had a, a few fights, you know, we, um, I guess, didn't pursue it as much as I've gone for it, you know, yeah. we always trained together and he actually was a part of coaching me for years yeah. and years as well you know but so maybe you yeah. broke down the door for you to walk through that's it yeah, yeah basically it's cool to have someone who knows you that well who's going to be in your corner and, and yeah. helping you through training and, but yeah originally I really was obsessed with boxing and I, I wanted to do yeah just regular boxing my parents want wasn't super keen for that you know like (laughs) (laughs) wonder why so yeah you know so i tried like things like traditional style jujitsu you know like the japanese style jujitsu and it just wasn't really what i wanted to do it was like seemed a bit like almost fake i don't want to sound disrespectful to that but yeah i was this isn't how a fight happens and i was watching boxing and things and i wanted it to be like that and eventually my brother my two older brothers was already doing muay thai so they my older brother had 
Adam, he asked my mom basically, can you do Muay Thai instead? Because, yeah, like, there's not as much head trauma because you get hit all over your body instead, you know? Which, right, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds crazy, you know? But as um, a worried parent's point of view, it's probably like, okay, yeah. Yeah. They can, so, <laughs> go for it, you know? But started with uh, one of the, a lad from school, you know, and kind of went down to the local Muay Thai gym and I was just obsessed with it from the start, man. It's like, yeah. uh, like say, 12 or 13. So from a young lad's perspective, the thought of just having a scrap, you know, was quite cool. Like, yeah. I was like, this is awesome. I think with or without training, every young boy gets into scraps. It's just... Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> it's our it, competitive nature, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Something like that. And yeah. you're kind of figuring out who you are and who the people around you are, I guess. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's kind of fun when you're young to have a, have a little fight and stuff, isn't it? So yeah. to them, got sort of join a club and a team and be part of like training towards doing it better and you're learning techniques and the, the actual art of what you're doing as well yeah it sort of made it something else you know but man i was just obsessed with it from the moment of walking through the doors to now you know yeah like, it's really gripped me you know yeah. yeah and i suppose you walk through those gym doors you see all the older guys and you're like i want to be like that and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. for good and bad you know because yeah. in the first gym i mean there was lots of good role models in that gym yeah when i was a kid you don't realize at the time but not everybody around you is a good role model right yeah. like and you're looking at these people who are like whoa look at this big crazy guy like <laughs> I want to be like him but then like yeah. you know as he has gone on you think man like that yeah. guy was actually crazy you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know most I mean martial arts normally attracts like a sort of good bunch of people you know but still yeah. it is a fighting art to them one of the things that attracted me is what attracts people with not great intentions as well right so yeah. sometimes True. some people do fall through the cracks and you're like yeah you know as a kid you maybe can see the difference in people you know or see people slightly differently as you do as an adult right like, yeah as a kid you absorb so much you're very easily influenced yeah no yeah else. 100% yeah. and especially if they're doing something that you consider amazing you know yeah. Like, but yeah like say in general amazing role models like in that gym where I was when I was a kid I sort of went to a different gym when I was older when I was around like 15, 16 and those guys those are the people I really consider as like amazing role models you know because in the second gym yeah, yeah yeah like they was so i mean not that the other guys like wasn't you know but i sort of used to like get in trouble at school and things like that or like have fights in the street or just things like that you know being a teenager yeah. or whatever yeah. <laughs> i was always doing muay thai as well you know i was always going fighting at the weekend in muay thai as well um, and as a kid you're in shin pads and protective gear so you fight nearly every weekend you know i would be getting into trouble in between that and the people in that gym would kind of think it's funny you know or they would like encourage not, it almost yeah, yeah not probably not on purpose but they was encouraging it I yeah. felt cool I felt like yeah <laughs> man like they think it's funny when I've had a fight with someone in school or when yeah. I've had a fight with someone on the way home from school or whatever it is you know yeah. like it was never like uh, I just thought it was cool basically maybe yeah. the people around me made me think like that's awesome you yeah. know like and but so when you joined the second gym it sort of made you see the light I suppose or you maybe saw what was wrong with those people who might have been influencing you before. A little bit, yeah. Like, I guess um, at that age, you know, I think it was a little bit clearer to the people at that gym that I maybe needed a bit more guidance, you know, than yeah. when I was a kid and you're getting into a bit of a scrap, okay, whatever. But when you're 16, 17, whatever, it's like... 
starts to become a little bit more serious if you're fighting yeah. on the streets and things like that. And sort like, of the crossroads in life. That's it. Yeah. And um, my brother Adam, kind of. I mean, a lot of a lot of people around me encourage me to go and do Muay Thai and yeah. like have something to focus on and everything. But yeah. I went to train at that gym because my older brother Adam was training there. You know, he eventually was like, "You gotta come to this one with us." It was kind of full of really good level professional fighters too. Right, so yeah. I was the youngest. I had lots of experience as a junior because I just, like I said, I was completely obsessed with it. As an adult and a professional, obviously I had zero experience. So these people yeah. was just beating me up every time I turned <laughs> up, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. in the nicest possible way, you know, and we'd come in with a black eye and um, in my previous gym, would be kind of funny, I'd come down with a black eye and I'd be just called an idiot for the whole time and wow, yeah. like the coach Vinny you know he's like um, he's a successful mind coach and stuff now you know so he sort of followed that route through you know And but he would say I, I remember him asking me about like how to get that black eye and getting me to basically tell the story in front of everyone and then in that same situation probably around other people they'd be like wow that's cool he's just like you're an idiot like yeah. and they were, and, and you know he'd take me in the chain rooms and be like what are you going to do if someone just stabs you you know you ain't gonna be able to you know I'd yeah. put a lot of reality into it and just try and really word me up about yeah. life you know basically and that was cool there was role models in that sense but then in the sporting sense these guys trained incredibly hard you mm. know they ate well they they did everything right you know and they was winning fights on a world stage you know wow. internationally on a world stage and they wasn't going around with a chip on the shoulder or acting like anything special or anything yeah. like that you know so yeah. it was an amazing sort of realisation that wow these guys are the hardest people I know and they're all the nicest people I know <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> cool like yeah. you know perfect combination really yeah yeah uh, oh yeah that's brilliant wow so yeah you, and you're the young kid and you've got it all ahead of you um, so you've got so much to learn from all these guys yeah yeah so yeah. you're really lucky to get yourself in that position yeah it was mad you know like I um, I didn't necessarily want to leave the gym where I was when I was a kid but I, I think that say like my brother and some uh, some of the people there like his friends like the people who still look out for me now you know obviously seeing the benefit of me going to that gym and yeah. instead and, and sort of guiding me like that I spoke to like say Vinny's a mind coach now you know and yeah. um spoke to him at the start of last year just to say you know these things I want to get out of my fights it was about mind coaching but we, mm -hmm. we ended up sort of talking on to the kind of why my brother took me to train with him you know rather than where I was already and he's like you know yeah. he's saying your brother brought you in for me to sort you out and I'm like yeah <laughs> I mean I don't know you know I didn't know whatever, yeah. but I, you didn't know at the time it was a funny reflection yeah. because it's so obvious now you know mm. but at the time you know there was how on me I, and it's hard when they was hard on me but they I knew they loved me you know like yeah. it wasn't like uh, just a one way like yeah you're an idiot sort of thing like they really I suppose you have you have well. an interaction that's hard and it makes you feel shit something deep down knows these guys have got your best interests at heart yeah, definitely and that's man. what keeps you coming back Definitely, and yeah. like when I was a kid, I was so crazy obsessed with it that like I would be walking down the street, low kicking a lamppost or whatever, just cause, <laughs> yeah. just cause, you know, you know. And then I sort of got to that age, and these the world's pulling you in all different directions, and wanted to hang out with my mates a bit and stuff like that. So it, that it was a really important time for me to get pushed into something, yeah. you know, like because like, yeah, super super lucky. Yeah. Like my brother would come. I remember like 
finished school, went round to my mates to try and duck out of training, basically, you know, doing things like that. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going today. And my brother pulling up outside. <laughs> and my mate's like, oh, you, your brother's outside the front. I'm like, just tell him I've not got my stuff <laughs> with me. And he's, and the next thing, my brother's in the front door, like, get in the fucking car. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, wow. on the way, you know? So, yeah, you're lucky, yeah. Yeah, super, super lucky, you know? Like, it, there's not a lot of people who have that. Um, yeah. I can just picture an old lady walking down the streets of Manchester seeing this kid kicking the handposts <laughs> crossing over to the other side of the street. That's it. <laughs> but it's funny, isn't it, man? When, you, when you're a kid and you're obsessed with like, yeah. a sport or something, you know, you just find any way of doing it. Yeah. You, know, it's, uh... you naturally have that obsession. And do you think, I don't know, for me, it's hard to find that obsession later in life. You have to work for it, I think. Um, it is, yeah, but quite easily getting golf with stuff you know yeah. like so i it's your personality yeah like i think it's my personality anyway you know like there was a long period of time i didn't fight or anything mm-hmm. well i've always i always trained even when i wasn't fighting you know i'd go for a run it's like a routine obviously you, yeah. you build over like years training and um yeah i don't know i started traveling and didn't train as much and and did whatever but i tried all different stuff say when i've been in new zealand i tried you know, go snowboarding because yeah. it's the winter season here and yeah. like just became obsessed. And then I was going rock climbing and mountaineering and stuff. I'm still kind of obsessed with that, but it's um, something that can coexist with training and fighting at the moment. So Can or can't? Can't, yeah. I think, you know, because it's just the, the time-consuming yeah. nature of both of the, yeah. them sports, you know. And when I'm not fighting, I can do that for sure, you know. But, yeah. And the risk as well, you know, little injuries like I don't want to not be able to fight because I got an injury yeah. I've twisted my ankle mountaineering yeah. or something you know and it's you got to prioritise what's important for you that's yeah. it yeah yeah but yeah I kind of like st- I was trying new things here almost recognise the like obsession the, yeah like what like some unique qualities I guess where like I actually like when I like something it's like a hyper focus or I need to know everything about this like you know yeah. <laughs> like I was doing a bit of research last night before this podcast and I was looking through your um, Instagram and stuff and I saw a photo. It must have been um, Queenstown Marathon or a race or something and the, your mate had um, his goal written on his thing yeah. uh, which was, I don't know, making the world a better place or something yeah. and yours was, I want to beat Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that just stands to your mentality. You're competitive yeah. by nature. Oh yeah, man. Like, and um, you have to be. Uh, yeah, yeah definitely like yeah. definitely like it's the sort of well, i guess one of the highest forms of competition like oh, i would i would consider it as that anyway yeah. you know and it's something that they say there's no hiding place in the ring you know like there yeah. is on a football field if you're having a bad day your teammates might carry you through but yeah in the ring it's just you that's it man against you, man you almost you have to face it whether it's going well or not right like yeah you're kind of, oh just give me a sec mate like <laughs> 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 um, yeah it's like a wholehearted gamble on yourself really you know it's like you you know imagine someone imagine you for your driving test you know if you don't pass you gotta crash your car full speed into a brick wall you know it's yeah. like that it's yeah. like do you have the skills do you know how to punch and kick do you know how to defend punch and kicks and stuff yeah okay go on then prove it you know it's <laughs> like this guy's gonna do his as well you know it's um, very very real so yeah it's that, that's all sport though as well right but it's just i guess the physical element of it is um it's something everyone can understand i guess like yeah that's why people are drawn to it i guess yeah 
Yeah, I love fighting. I love watching fights. Um, well, you're talking about the people that inspired you in your gym and the people that helped you, like your brother, etc. Was there any um, sports stars or famous people that inspired you or icons that you looked up to when you um, were in that mode of self-development and training? And yeah, like I, I've always been obsessed with Muhammad Ali. Like yeah. since I, I think before, I think probably before I even knew what boxing was. You know, yeah. I don't know for sure. You know, it's so such a long time ago. You know, but um, as a kid. Literally, would if if he's in the newspaper, I would cut his picture out and put it on my wall. Yeah. Or I had just loads of different posters. I'd be going through eBay trying to buy like fake signed Muhammad Ali <laughs> like stuff. And, yeah, I bought his posters as well. I yeah. didn't get the signed ones or anything, but yeah, yeah, it's so funny, man. Like I, I love that image of him. Um, uh, was it with Foreman where he was about to fall and he just held back his punch and watched him fall? Was that Foreman? Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. In the rumble in the jungle. Yeah, and he just. Let's him slide off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible, man. Like I just think he's um you know what what I loved about his character when I was a kid, I still love now, you know, like the charisma and all that stuff. Um it's just super entertaining, right? Like I just loved it for all that and then I started to love his fights and things as well. Then as an adult, knowing more and more about his character and yeah. Like, and how he was just willing to, you know, at the time, the heavyweight championship of the world was is the highest accolade in sports, yeah. right? And yeah, 100%. he was willing to give that up for what he believes in, you know, whether yeah. whether you agree with what he believes in or not is another story or whatever, you know, like, but the fact that, so like, um, he was able to just say, I completely believe in this and I'm willing to make any sacrifice, you know, yeah. he invited like, gunfire to say okay yeah this is what i believe in you know shoot me for it if you don't like it gave up his titles and everything you know and it's it's very admirable super admirable yeah, yeah. and it's a really inspiring mentality you know i um, suppose you're drawn in by his how he talks and he's a showman and his skills in the ring but as you become a fan and dig deeper you realize there's a lot more depth to him as a person massively yeah yeah yeah, yeah so he's um a crazy inspiration you know like i I'd be like before my fights when I was a kid. I'd I'd be like talking to the po- my posters of him and stuff like you know. <laughs> it was really crazy. Like he's a poet like, as well. They used to make up loads of cool poems. Man, and... I'd be shouting the house down with his poems <laughs> and stuff and telling my mum and dad like how I'm gonna smash this other kid or whatever. You're 13, yeah. 14 years old, going around the house, and my parents are having to tell me like, look, <laughs> Robert, this other boys trained hard as well and you know yeah, you, trying to keep you grounded it's, it's not certain that you're gonna win I'm like it is certain I'm gonna <laughs> win I just loved that character so much that like be reciting all of his uh, poems and all that you know yeah I read his book when I was around that age as well and I was yeah so interesting yeah. such a great character and what what would you say is your favourite Ali fight um, or moment that's a good question man I love I watched something recently about him when he was trying to break onto the heavyweight scene and Sonny Liston didn't want to fight him Yeah, and he was like the reigning heavyweight champ wasn't he Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he just badgered him and come around to his house at night with a loudspeaker shouting at him yeah. and he just kept at him till eventually he gave in and gave in for that fight yeah 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 and then um, I mean that that in itself that's an incredible fight right like the first one where yeah. it's, um, it's a huge mountain to climb and everybody yeah. had sort of written Ali off like yeah. there's no way these He's gonna beat Sonny Liston. I mean, like you yeah. look at Sonny Liston, he's a scary guy, right? Yeah, like in character yeah. and build and everything, but he's just took it to him. Self belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh crazy amount of self belief and then even in the fight when he is 
blinded, right? Like mm. with um, almost two, almost three rounds or something, was it? And then just for him to be able to have that much insane like belief yeah. in what he's doing that he's just sort of ridden that storm come back and then less than finished on the stool because he's just like there's no way I'm beating <laughs> yeah. this guy you know like yeah. he, he was blind and he was beating me before <laughs> yeah I think yeah. it all comes down to I think in most sports it's usually who wants it the most yeah yeah and I think that's a huge part of fighting especially it's not just who wants it most in that moment of the fight either right because you have to want it the most every time you eat every yeah. time you sleep every time you wake up and train every time you go back to the gym to train again and you know it's um it's not mm. enough to want it the most for 12 rounds or five rounds or whatever it is you're gonna fight you know yeah. but it's, it's almost in every moment of your life so you've dedicated pretty much your whole life up to now to yeah. your craft who you are today and the success you've achieved is due to that dedication. I just wondered if there's anything you could speak on on that. I can recognise I'm, of course, dedicated to my art and everything, you know. It's almost like an organic sort of thing, you know. Yeah. I can, during, say, a fight camp and stuff, there's definitely parts of, um, you know, there's parts where uh, I'm thinking, this is just a curse, man. And <laughs> 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 you're training super hard twice a day for, you know, 10, 12 weeks straight yeah. sometimes. You just start to think... You have to make a lot of sacrifices too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to remember how lucky you are to have something that you can dive into so much to, you know, and it's it's hard to explain, I guess, like the dedication. It's, for me, I, I look at, say, the fight I'm training for and, and I figure out what I have to do to to achieve performing at my best in that fight Mm -hmm. and then I kind of just do it like a robot I don't really you know it's like you have a clear understanding of what you want and it's just a matter of what do I need to do to get there yeah and it it doesn't matter whether you like it or not that's the stuff that's what you have to do right like Mm. that's if that's what's required then I try and just look at it like that you know it's uh, I write down my training plan and yeah, I just try and go for it like a robot. Like and like I say, sometimes I'll be hitting the bag on my own, just thinking, you know, could burst into tears. Sometimes it's just so mind numbing, and like I love it, you know, I really mm. love it. It's very hard sometimes as well, and your body hurts and your mind hurts and everything, and you yeah. kind of just like you sacrifice hanging out with your mates or doing things for fun or whatever because you've got this task you're trying to complete then in the same way that that hurts like you know or that that sort of like makes you think man this is just a curse like i'm locked into this thing you're Mm. also super gifted and you in a unique way where like you have something you care about so much that you're willing to sacrifice that stuff and you're willing to push yourself past the limits that you think you are and like i say on the verge of tears and laughing my head off at the same time hitting (laughs) the back just like a crazy person like oh my god like i love it so much and I'm super grateful but give me a break (laughs) (laughs) push yourself right to the limit of almost insanity oh man yeah Yeah. absolutely like it's but you know it's do you ever um, do you ever feel like you actually are crossing over that line to insanity or or how close you get a little too close for comfort yeah sometimes man like you know it's a it's a really where's where's the line anyway you know (laughs) or who decides where the line is yeah yeah, exactly who decides where the line is you know because for some people the fact of going and jumping in the ring and putting a pair of gloves on and smashing another guy they'd be like okay that's insane you're insane yeah um yeah i don't know man like say so it's a wild experience like you you definitely sometimes it can start to take over your life in a in a way that you're 
it has to play a part in all of your decisions, especially coming up to fights and things. Mm-hmm. But you know, you should be conscious of what's going on too. You got to check in with yourself and yeah, kind of make sure that you're going in the direction you want to be going in, and you're not just letting it eat you alive. Got to zoom out maybe and take a look at the bigger picture sometimes and decide are you still on the right track you want to be on? And yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's something fighting training will give to you is a lot of time on your own to yeah. reflect. Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about it, you know, not like in a sort of... I definitely don't hate being around people or anything like that, yeah. but, you know, like, I find a really, like, sort of comfort in um, the solitude of training, really, you know? Like, it's good fun, like, you know, hitting the bag and things like that, like, because of, I say, I guess, like, the skill and strategy that's involved in, like, what you're practising... It's almost like a meditation, I would mm. say, you know, like I'm hitting the bag and I'm like switched off from my day-to-day worries yeah. and whatever, you know, while, you know, I won't even look away from the bag or the pads around yeah. sort of in the zone of, in the flow state, I guess, mm. you know, and you, um, yeah, you, you find the solitude in that sense, but it's not like you're thinking about loads of different things, whereas I go running on my own, which I really enjoy, and that, for me, gives me a lot of time to sort of process different thoughts and different things that yeah. might have happened through the day or day days or you know you kind of like it's a really good reflective sometimes you know you're like oh yeah like this is how everything's going and you know break stuff down and and yeah i guess there's two sides of that solitude where one's sort of like just a complete meditation and the the running side of it i I really like and it's i guess just you saying it now will make people realize how important the mental side is it's not just physical yeah yeah yeah. i used to often wonder why um boxers would have to do so much road miles and yeah i thought it was just cardio or whatever but it's probably also mental yeah big time man like i um i feel like the cardio with sports science these days i I think it's you can probably get the fitness from other things right but i think the thing of getting up and going for a big run and running whether it's snowing or sunshine kind of being alone and sort of having that time for yourself when you're working on your goal you know it's like uh, it's like money in the bank towards your your fight or whatever too yeah. you know you kind of you process a lot of thoughts and emotions and you i mean i usually like especially if i'm training for a fight you you process all these thoughts and emotions and then you sort of come around to just being so focused and dedicated on your fight and everything that you're going to do and you every scenario that might play out and yeah it's super important not just for the cardio and like the conditioning sort of side of it but i love that saying money in the bank (laughs) yeah yeah man that's it well that's what it's like eh? you know you yeah you're stashing some away it adds a huge value to you know every fight it's hard you know in its own way but sometimes you're going to get hurt or whatever and you have sort of the choice of I've probably taken enough now I'll, I'll just take a knee and that's that done you know or you know sometimes you might get hurt and you think you know what like I've not been running at 5am yeah. every day yeah. to, to back off now you know yeah. like I've told myself you know when you have these conversations with yourself about like how you're going to dig deeper than ever before and how you're going to do you make well I don't know about other people to be honest but it's like almost making promises to yourself you mm-hmm. know like I promise I'll do my best and that means not giving up when it's hard you know and 
whether you feel comfortable or uncomfortable sometimes it's not a pleasant experience like you know even though yeah. you love this sport and you really can't wait to do it and everything in the actual moment sometimes it's obviously it's super intense you know and yeah. it's not all going your way all of the time so you're thinking oh my god like but you're really living you know exactly yeah. man you feel everything and you feel yeah. super strong emotions and and whether you're feeling those things or not life isn't just all good happy emotions you know yeah it's good or bad and you're feeling the difficult things just as much as you're feeling the really good sides of things that's it exactly yeah, yeah. and you know it's a roller coaster i think being able to process that and it's just adds fuel to your your fight and um, yeah. talk yeah. to me a bit about um the highs and lows of an actual fight the aftermath of a fight um, like you explained about having money in the bank has there ever been a situation where you hadn't put enough money in the bank you found mm. yourself short in the ring or just yeah even the, the elation of winning like feeling yeah. like you're on top of the mountain versus the bitter dark side of defeat yeah i mean i've been lucky enough to have like so many different experiences with muay thai i guess and it's yeah. like i've i've had a a break in my career at some point and I've, I've done it since i was a kid i've done it as an adult kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's there's so many highs and lows you know you know as you'd expect I don't know if there's ever been times where I don't feel like I've trained enough, but potentially there's times I've overtrained. you know, it's yeah. just been more of a problem for me. Like, I've always just been able to dedicate to it like a like a bit of a robot, you know. If I decide I'm going to train 10 times a day, I'll just do it, you know, and however much it hurts me, you know, I'll just go for it, you know. And mm. that's sort of been more of a problem in the past than um, not training enough. But I, could, I remember a fight specifically back home like in the UK, I trained like crazy, you know, and I um, I was considered uh, the favourite for this fight, you know, and I it still it didn't if anything it spurred me on. I don't want to be the favourite and not sort of go in there and dominate, you know. I should show them like yeah, I am the favourite, like you know, rather than go the other way. I'm like no, I need okay if I'm the favourite, I need to prove it. And I was training crazy, like you know, I was trying to get like three sessions a day and a lot of the time, and I was just worn out by the time the fight came and. Yeah. I, I lost a lot of weight, but I didn't really know how to do it at the time. Yeah, cut down to a kind of small weight, and it just the, all the stuff I you know I've learned along the way now. But um, you're just trying stuff out as you're doing it, you know. So yeah, in that fight, it was weird because I, after the weigh-in, I lost a lot of weight. I weighed in, and then you know relief. I've made weight. I focused on that probably too much and not the fight enough, maybe and. Mm. after the weigh-in I eat on bad food like I I had like uh, some like fried chicken and like pizza or something just really crap food you know where I just at the time I'd know I didn't really know anything you know yeah. and, and it never affected me before you know so I just thought I'll just get yeah. whatever you know And Would it be fair to say you made your Everest for you was getting in the best possible shape you could and making weight Yeah. whereas maybe it should have been winning the fight yeah definitely so your ultimate goal was achieved just before the fight yeah yeah and I was almost celebrating before I'd even fought <laughs> yeah. you know I was like yeah man like yeah. get me the thing is like what the way you put it is the best possible shape and making the weight probably my Everest was just making the weight and 
not worrying about the best possible shape i literally just needed to lose weight i wasn't eating properly like starving myself trying to get smaller and everything and um i know a lot more about now yeah at the time did that almost celebrated making the weight went to fight and like i literally it, it was really weird i i don't know what the science behind it is really or anything but i was at the show I was warming up and i was just kind of like not really bothered mm. you know when normally you, you're gonna have like a you know Nervous, you're yeah, excited, yeah. So, at least a bit of nerves, you know, and yeah, like our excitement and you're sort of a little bit amped to get in there and show everyone what you can do and everything. And yeah, I just sort of was a little bit subdued and then. I kept thinking, ah, oh, it's so good. Like, when I start to hit the pads, I will feel the, the energy pick up, and then I didn't feel nothing. And then I was, I guess the good thing in reflection now is that I never lost faith that I was going to do well, you know, which yeah. is kind of crazy as well. You mean after the fight? In in During this whole experience, I yeah, just kept yeah. on thinking, oh, when I see the ring, then I'm going to ignite. And yeah. then I, I seen the ring and I just felt normal still. And I thought, ah, oh, when my music starts to play, <laughs> this guy's in trouble, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then, like, uh, you know, nothing. I could have just been walking down the street. And then yeah. I got into the ring and I was like, okay, as soon as that bell goes, you know, <laughs> he's done. And it just wasn't happening, you know? And I was stood there staring at him. And I just, mm. I still wasn't worried because I still had ultimate faith in myself. Because you've done it so many times. Yeah, 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 man. And I just thought, I, it's all good, you know, when I start fighting, I'll be fine. And I was fighting the guy and I literally was like, you know, I was clinching and I was looking into the, it's how relaxed I felt. I was like looking into the crowd and I could see my mates and I was thinking, oh, oh, no way, like Steve's over there, like, that's cool. <laughs> like, and, and weight loss and the bad food and it just, I couldn't focus entirely the way that I normally could. And in the end, so it was a weird sort of, and I'm not sure how related it is, but this has never happened before I was sitting. <laughs> we clashed heads and I, knocked, I got my teeth knocked out and Shit. that's what eventually stopped the fight you know so it was a really weird experience and I almost knew as I was fighting this isn't normal you know like mm. all this stuff and then I guess to try and help myself not worry I just kept the faith that like in, in the moment I will yeah. be myself you know yeah. and yeah it was weird man like that was really difficult I sort of got my teeth uh, we clashed heads my teeth all got broken and the bad thing was they didn't completely come out as my front teeth and they kind of got stuck behind my bottom teeth so my mouth guard wouldn't fit in anymore and, just uh, during the fight yeah so like I finished off the round and I uh, went back to the corner and they're trying to figure out what's happened they're trying to get my mouth guard in and stuff but it was not fitting anymore you know and <laughs> The referees sort of eventually like, look, if you can't... If you can't wear a mouth guard. Yeah, if you can't put your mouth guard and you can't continue yeah. sort of thing, which, you know, it's devastating at the time. Mm. And, um, yeah, like another, I guess, learning experience. It's... Um, yeah. Like I, you know, that that was super, super difficult to take. And especially, like say, going into that fight as the, as the favourite, expecting to do so well. And I try, I did train incredibly hard, you know, potentially focused on the wrong part of it. Um, difficult because you know you've really worked hard for it and you're kind of yeah. confused, like what went wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the time, I just didn't really put two and two together either. You yeah. know, I was just devastated. I just thought, man, like I don't know what happened. Just something yeah. didn't go right and um, couldn't really get my head around it, to be honest, for for quite a while. So how did you get from there to where you are now where 
you've obviously analysed it and you kind of understand what happened. I think it's just the experience, man. Like, some, I guess, like, some of the things, like, train, like how depleted I was when I was training and stuff and the way that I was cutting weight and everything. It seems so obvious now that I wasn't in the, vein, like, the best know, mindset. didn't know back then. Yeah, no idea. And, and it wasn't of, probably such a big thing in fighting and in sports as it but, is now. The sports science and the food, the importance of all your... Yeah, yeah. none of us had any idea, I guess. Like, I yeah. mean, little bits and stuff when you had to cut a lot of weight and stuff like that and you should rehydrate properly and all this sort of vague information I guess but now art and science that side of it as well as the fighting you know so the sports developed loads and sports science developed loads as well it's um, I'd say a lot safer now and a lot more kind of yeah like it's a little makes it a little bit more obvious what you should be doing you know and people are a little bit more aware of the dangers of not doing stuff properly now which is good you know awesome awesome just to set a scenario, um, you're after winning a title fight. You've multiple champion championship belts. Yeah. Uh, something you've worked so hard for. Something you've strived to get for years. You do the business in the ring. What is that feeling like? And you're there. People are cheering your name. You've won. It must be amazing. A really surreal experience. Like I'm super lucky, you know. I feel like I've been really lucky in my career and sort of life in general. I guess with having people around me just believe in me like incredible amounts, you know. Yeah. And eventually that has to rub off on you, right? You know. And I guess to talk specifically about an event like say the King in the Ring, you know, I when I first I started to uh, train and stuff in New Zealand, like I trained with a couple of people in the industrial fitness and I, I was just starting to teach there and stuff there's two guys like wade and nick who was training there at the time he told me from the start from meeting me or sparring or hitting pads with me the first time you, you need to enter king of the ring you could win this and i'm just like whatever one i don't know what king of the ring is at this point you know yeah. <laughs> and two i'm just ah nah like it's Almost like, oh, they don't know what they're on about, you know. And then, you know, more people with experience would say it to me, like, that guy Sam Haggard, he started to train with us and he was the same. Yeah. He's like, bro, you should definitely enter King of the Ring. And okay, like, you know, and it's almost confusing in a way. I'm like, eventually come round to start training and fighting again. The opportunity comes up. And then I literally, before I started my training camp, I was sort of like, oh, this is a big task you know and it's yeah. a huge challenge to yeah. think that I would be good enough to go and compete with these guys if I'm doing this I'm, I'm going to win it you know like that, that's kind of how I thought I'm going to win it I'm going to at least give myself the very best chance to win it you know and then throughout my training camp my mindset shifted you know and I'm training with Mark Barnes every day you know he was like really pushing me and he's really believes in me you know and he really is telling me like you can win this you know you can win this you know like all the time he's telling me yeah. like he'll tell you himself I'm my own worst enemy sometimes you know because nothing's ever good enough you know and yeah he kept telling me you can win it you can win it and all this stuff and I really started to believe him you know I'm like I can actually like shit man like I can win it and then I just <laughs> was like that self-belief starts coming back to you yeah and it just starts coming back and then you know fast forward to like being in the ring I went it was really weird I, I was messaging my corner team before I was you know say the week before and I was saying like oh my god guys like I feel like it's like Christmas you know I've just saw it 
excited. I was so excited to show everyone like how yeah. hard I've worked and everything. I just really, yeah. of course, his nerves of the occasion, but not not really like you know, and I, like a little bit. But I really just was excited. Like I can't wait to just get that belt and just show everyone like, look, I told you, it's <laughs> like and actually winning and sort of it, having the belt put on me in the ring and stuff. By that point, and this sounds almost crazy, like you know, but by that point, I believed it so much that when they give me the belt, I was just sort of like, obviously, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. a little bit like, wow. I don't, and it's not the whole occasion or anything. Like in reflection, it's amazing, you know, and I really like yeah. loved it. But at the time, I I finished and I won and I got the belt and yeah. I thought you had already won in your mind. Yeah, like yeah. I I felt like I'd seen that moment a thousand times, like you know, and I I sort of like was getting the belt. I mean, I and I just sort of thought, kind of just seemed so normal. Yeah. It just seems so like yeah. oh yeah this is cool like I got my belt now sweet <laughs> <Went back. laughs> yeah. you know when I went back into the change rooms one of the first thing uh, I was saying to my mate Wade like oh, are you trying to tell me that I'm not living in a simulation now it's going to be <laughs> very hard to believe <laughs> and he's just laughing his head off you know I'm like yeah. it just seems so surreal like yeah, well. you have this idea yeah I'm going to do it no problem and then you're in there you've done it and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> Close your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a c- crazy like elation, and you like say you you wholeheartedly gamble with yourself, and you almost expose yourself and show everyone. Vulnerable. Like, yeah, you you make yourself vulnerable because you try. You have to try a hundred percent, right? Like you, that's part of the. That's how you get to win, right? So you you're so kind of out there showing everyone this is me. This is me trying my very 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 hardest, you know, and that in itself is exposing kind of like experience where you know win or lose or whatever it's really hard to commit 100% to something I think that's a lot of people's drawback sometimes because mm. when you when you give 100% to something and it doesn't go well or there is nowhere to hide then is there yeah. there's no ah oh, yeah but I didn't do that or oh, I didn't take it serious excuses soften the blow or something yeah that's it yeah, yeah there's just nothing to soften the blow you just uh, I tried my hardest and it did or didn't work you know and people are drawn to that though people really respect that because yeah. a lot of people don't have that courage I guess so they respect when they see it in someone like you so what's it like then say you've won your belt and you come back to Queenstown and people are okay hey champ well done <laughs> stuff like that do you feel like the dog's bollocks walking around yeah man like uh, I don't know man I think I'm a bit of a weirdo you know because it's <laughs> in a way a little bit uncomfortable of course there's like it's modesty yeah like, there's, there's a sense of like how I want to parade it around and be like look at me but it's just not really me you know like and I I really appreciate people telling me that they that they loved it and I, I of course get a buzz off them saying you know oh it's amazing and mm. your fight was this and that and yeah it's a, it's a surreal experience as well because people are really proud of you and like they don't necessarily some of these people don't necessarily know you super well and it, you know I had a, as part of my visa checkup or something like that I went to the radiologist in uh, Queenstown shortly after like one fight and they're, they're saying to me oh you're the, the <laughs> Fighter, like this woman come from a different part of the radiology thing to tell me like 
I've seen you on TV fighting and the other woman's like, what? You watch fighting? And she's, this This guy's from Queenstown. Like, I watch him like this and I thought, wow, this is amazing. Like, and, and I made me feel really proud to represent the yeah. community here and the, yeah. and like to give people something where they've seen someone from their, their town on yeah. TV and said, wow, He's from Queenstown, like, and yeah, feels... Yeah, makes sort of, her proud. Yeah, yeah. and they, they feel connected with the success because yeah. it is something that, like, in some way, the environment is a part of the success, right? Yeah, it's, it's really cool to, you know, almost a shared experience with the people around me as well, you know? And, yeah. Like, um... I don't know, sometimes I feel a little bit uncomfortable about it almost. It's, I guess, because it's, a, for me, quite a personal venture as well. My goal yeah. isn't to, like... Um, it's very personal when it's just you in the gym and it's just you on the road. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. And um, some, I think some people are motivated from by the attention that they get. And oh, um, yeah. I can't pretend it's not cool when people tell you that you're amazing or whatever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's not yeah. one of my biggest motivating fact is it's almost like a sort of happy bonus or whatever you yeah. know and I'm, I'm trying to pursue my goal and i understand yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's nice but it's sometimes uncomfortable yeah. too you know i think that mentality that you have probably keeps you grounded as well you see a lot of people who start to believe everything they tell them and they kind of lose yeah. touch with reality sometimes a bit a lot of um, people have fallen down from their heights that way so i totally agree man and i think that like i think maybe if i wasn't looking ahead all the time maybe i would allow myself to like absorb the that energy a little bit more you know yeah. but when your goal is past what you're already doing and you you haven't got like a you're almost not reflecting as much right like yeah. if you yeah. you're looking forward the whole time it's hard to be yeah it's like you got blinkers on you yeah, yeah yeah people tell me like a fight was good or whatever you know and the people around me after my fights they will be so annoyed sometimes man because i'll come out the ring i'll be dominated something or whatever and they, and they say no that was so good that was amazing and i'll be like yeah well i caught this kick with the wrong hand man and like <laughs> it's just not good enough and it's like <laughs> and they're like but you won you know you you and uh, to me yeah the win should be a byproduct of me having my best performance what a great yeah what a great attitude and if i win and, and i don't do everything the way i want to do it mm. It's a little bit painful sometimes, you know. I'm like, man, like, I know that I can do that. And I, that have, you know, I lost my cool maybe for a second or yeah. I... But that, that's part of the learning experience and that's what you take forward to the next fights yeah. and things, right? So your goal is to be the best version you can be. My goal is always mm. that, you know, I, yeah. I believe that, like, when I look at my opponents and stuff, I... if Well, if I perform at my very best, that they're not going to beat me, so, like, I don't need to... It's not about them. I will be my best and let them compete with that, you know, and um, there might be specific things that I do in my game and everything, but I'm not necessarily trying to compete with that other person. My goal yeah. is to be the very best that I can be, you know? Yeah. And then, like, surely, if, if I do that and I lose... If I achieve that, but I lose, then I'm going to be super proud of achieving that as well, right? So, like I say, I'm competitive, right? So I want to win. It's my my methodology around it, you know? And uh, the actual, like, the long-term goal requires me to focus on my own performance rather than, okay, beat this guy. Okay, now beat this guy. Okay, now beat this guy. It's like, 
I, I guess that's what keeps you going in a straight line forward because if you were just going from one fight to another you're going to have lots of ups and downs and get sidetracked and yeah you need a vision of where you want to be you don't just get in the car and start driving without knowing where you want to go to exactly man yeah. that's it and like having a longer term goal or whatever you know it gives you like you can break that down and sort yeah. of like you can measure it easier and like um, yeah. yeah that's great but we're just coming to the end of our time so yeah speaking of long term goals from this position where you are right now where are you looking forward to what's what's your future goals or where would you like to be your aspirations sort of goals with my fighting career now like I want to see my potential basically you know Mm. I want to see what's the level that I can compete at you know how good can I potentially be yeah basically and like you feel you got a lot more in the tank yeah, yeah definitely like i think in terms of physically and mentally my understanding of the game like it's with this break that i've had in my career you know i didn't fight for about four and a half years you know and the two years before that i only had three fights so kind of had this like huge period of not fighting and when i've started to fight again in new zealand it's almost been a different experience altogether and i like i say i'm just measuring my own performance on my own performance you know and the my opponents are are tools for me to express my own arts and skills against Mm. you know and Mm. like i focus on you know my like say my own development so i can see how i'm developing and i can and i know i'm really aware of my mental performances in each fight so i've had a lot yeah had some fights where i've won really dominantly but mentally had a terrible performance Mm. And you know, and it's and it happens the other way around too, you know. And like you have it sometimes have these fights where mentally and physically everything comes together and you yeah. feel like a Jedi, you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's one of the things I'm working on a lot to try and develop that, like activate Jedi mode, basically, you know. And um, <laughs> I think I've about got it, you know. But yeah, so from here, like in January, I'm gonna go to Thailand for two months. So my plan over there is to basically challenge myself to improve as a fighter and a coach, you know, by being coached at that high level. Mm. I want to take stuff that I can bring back to my own team and everything and keep pushing them with. And it's then like as fighting a, university. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it. That's, I feel like I'm going on a on a course for my work. You know, I'm going to yeah. go level up. I'm going to go and challenge myself against the best fighters in the world. See how I go. You know, see where I measure up against them. Like, mm. how, how much can I improve? Like, what do I need to do to change or yeah. uh, keep progressing forward? And then, yeah, learn different sort of techniques and have different experiences that's going to help me as a coach as well yeah as time goes on like i i'd love to have my own gym you know so i mean that's uh probably a way off you know at the moment but mm. that's um long term you know that's sort of like it's developing that's what's developing yeah mm. yeah man and i i absolutely love coaching and sort of teaching and sharing my experiences and everything with the people like people in my team and people in the sport and everything so the people that guided you when you were a kid yeah this is your way of paying it forward exactly man that's it like and i really like think about that you know i really think about like i see like different situations in the gym and i i almost have to think of myself as like coach rick or you know or whatever like yeah. what would rick have told me to do or like you <laughs> yeah. know or, you know yeah. what, what would my brother adam like what would he tell me to do like or you know how would they handle this situation you know and like these people around me, like like so like Rick Barnell and my brother Adam and you know Vinny and the, these other people who have really sort of coached me and guided me and, and stuff. I've learned so many valuable lessons from them. It, it's 
share that kind of stuff with the people in my team and my who I'm coaching and almost like encourage them to have the same like experience in martial arts that I've had you know it's, yeah. uh, I've, I can only say I've had an amazing experience in Muay Thai you know if I gained nothing else from it from today you know I could say I've had an amazing experience already so wow it's amazing that you want to do that and yeah that just shows how you're a credit to the community and yeah pay it forward and see someone else have just as good a journey as you had yeah in this podcast we'd love to do part two episode with you to talk about the whole community side because it's huge um, industrial fitness have created a community there and it's a really important part to Queenstown so look forward to talking about that as well do the second podcast sometime yeah um, if you're keen yeah yeah 100% mate thank you very much awesome, awesome man. that Cheers. was brilliant man <laughs> uh.